With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a loaded edition of On to the Next One. UFC 268 is in the books. It was phenomenal. So much to discuss. First off, I am Mike Heck. You know why we are here. No need to be clever with the intro. Let's just get into the matchmaking as we introduced the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the P.O.P., Prince of Positivity, and my best friend, Mr. Alex Kaylee. Hello, sir. Mike, the show's always loaded when uh, when you're around, my best friend. Uh, though this is crazy, though, to go from 267 just right into 268. It feels so like I we really were just saying the exact same thing last week. We got a loaded show ahead of us, and we got a loaded show ahead of us. I mean, there was there was no shortage of drama on Saturday. I'll tell people right now. I was uh, for MMA fighting doing some Canelo plant coverage, so I did not get to see all the fights. I, while you guys were all enjoying. The fight of the year between uh, Keith G and Chandler. I was watching a listless uh, ten round decision <laughs> victory uh, for a boxer. God forgive me, I, I, uh, his name is Casey right now. But it was, and he put on a great performance. It was just ten rounds, a complete ten round shutout though. And as I'm watching it, I'm paying attention to Twitter, and I just see people just raving and screaming, and I'm like, I have a feeling this isn't about the boxing match that I'm watching. Yes, and you were absolutely correct about that. <laughs> More on that fight in a, in a little bit. Because here we are, AK. Kamara Usman retains his title against Colby Covington. I thought it was a great fight. It was certainly different from the first one. Colby had a, a, a slow start. A start he'll be thinking about for quite some time, more than likely. I think this is a, you know the first 10, 12 minutes of the fight that Colby's going to think about and be kind of kicking himself for, for not starting early 
the way that he finished the fight. I scored it 48-46 Usman. I thought the second was a clear 10-8. Like, I just, I hate how we cannot differentiate a 10-9 and a 10-8. And when Usman drops Covington twice and almost finishes the fight, like, how is that not a 10-8 round? But that's neither here nor there. I, I didn't think he was as close to finishing as people were saying. I, I didn't get to be in the post-fight show, so I do have to I do have to weigh in here. And I, I am I had a very controversial scorecard. Uh, I actually scored for Covington, uh, so I so I went three round lost three rounds for Covington, obviously, and no ten eight uh, in the second round. Now I will say you are right. The system sucks. The by who did the most damage in the fight? Usman clearly won. I'm not even saying pride rules. I'm saying by some set of rules that we, like we unfortunately don't have, like the the real ideal MMA uh, scoring system we should have. Usman won that fight. I mean, he won that fight. Um, I, I I didn't go 10-9 in the second, but this reminds me of like the the um, the second Volkanovski uh, Max Holloway fight, where uh, Holloway had two clean had a clean knockdown in the first, clean knockdown in the second, and yet those two rounds are weighted equally to the three rounds that Volkanovski won three, four, and five. And I understand why people thought Holloway won that fight as well. So um, I, I probably also wasn't watching the fight that closely, so I have no problem with Usman 48-47. Uh, and again, I, I and I'm not super against the 10-8 second. I just don't think it's as clear cut as people say. I see a lot of outrage like, how can that not be a 10-8? And I'm like, it's really not a textbook 10-8. I I do think, uh, I I wouldn't say Usman. It's so stupid to say that he didn't dominate the round because he clearly did. He didn't dominate in terms of damage, but I, I think he wasn't as close to finishing as people say. But I understand people say it's 10-8, and I'm totally fine with Usman winning. But uh, yeah, I had a very odd scorecard, and happy to be wrong. If people know, I'm not. I'm not a fan of Covington personally. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I thought he was close to finishing. I thought Covington was in big, big trouble, but it doesn't really matter. The fight's over. I have no issue with Usman winning 48-47. I would have no issue with 48-46 for Usman. I have no I have no issue with you, AK, or anybody else who scored a 48-47 Covington because that third round was super close. That was the contentious round for me. It could have gone either way. I scored it slightly for Usman, but if you gave it to Covington, I have no issue with that. The 49-46 was a bad scorecard, but it was the second worst scorecard of the night, and it was <laughs> not as bad as the 49-46 from the fight before, which we're going to get into, but... AK, 48-47 Covington is a great fight. Usman moves on. He wants something interesting. And for the people in the back who missed last week's show or BTL on Thursday, what's next for Kamara Usman now? It's got to be Leon Edwards if he beats Jorge Masvidal. It has to be. Has to be. Anything else is, is ridiculous. It, and again, I do stress if Leon Edwards uh, beats Jorge Masvidal. So that is my official uh, no pick. I am, I, would, I am picking to him to beat Masvidal. UFC 269, uh, December 11th, so just uh, a little over a month away. We've got ourselves a nice break here. Otherwise, as everyone knows how I feel about it, man, if Masvidal beats Edwards, I'm telling Usman, just get Shemaev now. I won't repeat everything. Anyone who listened last week, they heard my whole rant. It, uh, it's fine. I, I think, again, get Shemaev before he's too good. While his name is still very hot, it's just a, it's, it's just another tile defense to add. As, as Dana White is saying, uh, hey, Usman, don't worry about going up in weight. Don't worry about going to boxing. Just keep putting together fights, put together a welterweight win streak that can't be matched, uh, and uh, maybe you'll go down as again, what maybe the greatest UFC fighter of all time. So, uh, my official pick, it's going to be Leon Edwards. I thought you were going to go all in on Shemaev, and I no, will say it's a little teaser. So so unfair to Edwards if he beats Masvidal. A little teaser. A lot of listeners are ready to just throw Shemaev right in there. Oh my goodness! Now. Truth be told, before we hit record, I told AK I had some trouble with this. Like, really thinking about how this could all play out, how I think it's going to play out, I was torn. 
I didn't sleep a lot last night because I was thinking about this. And the reason is, I honestly, I have no idea what could be next for Kamara Usman. And the reason why is, based on what Usman has been saying, he wants to take time off, etc. The Canelo thing, that's not going to happen in a million years. Sorry, Kamaru. And Colby may have lost the fight, but AK, I got to say, he was not the biggest loser of the night, in my opinion. The biggest loser of the night was poor Leon Edwards. He was the biggest loser of the night. I don't think Usman has any interest at all in fighting Leon Edwards. And it's not because he's scared, because I think Usman is a 3-1 to favorite against Leon Edwards. Easy. Quite frankly, I don't think the UFC wants to see this fight. I don't think they have any interest in booking Usman versus Edwards, no matter what happens at UFC 269. So, after my brain was fried, I'm going to take a historic, somewhat different approach to this, okay? I'm going to open the gates. I'm going to make a ruling here as co-host of the show and say that, although I am taking this route, I still get an no point, a full one, if I am right, AK, I'm not going to say a name, but the answer to this question is that Kamara Usman will fight whoever is the UFC interim welterweight champion sometime late third, early fourth quarter of 2022, because I don't think Leon gets that fight. I do think he'll be part of this interim title fight, but I truly don't think if Leon Edwards beats Mazadov, that his next fight will be against Kamaru Usman. I think Usman will be happy sitting at home with his kid, waiting for something interesting to come along. And in the meantime, they will book an interim title fight to fill a spot. If the interim title fight goes swimmingly, Usman will come back, unify the belts. I honestly think that's gonna hap- what's going to happen right now. Because unless you do Sumayev or you throw him Nate Diaz, nothing's going to interest him in terms of money, intrigue. What else does this man need to do right now? I just want to remind people uh, of the official Otno rules. I enacted one last week where I hedged a little bit and I said, well, that's because I'm me and I can do it. There's another rule people don't know about uh, that you can, you know, do the kind of snare you just laid out, Mike, if you're Mike Heck. So, again, there's, I mean, there's a lot of rules. I, we don't like to explain them on every show. It's, it's, a, it's a whole – there's like what – we have like 50 page. We have like 50 pages of Otno rules. So, that's you know, it's like sub section 12, subsection uh, D, uh, if you're Mike Heck, you can do – uh, you can do these long-term uh, hypothetical scenarios and still get a full odd no point. So well done, Mike. Yeah, dude. If, if Usman doesn't fight until the end of next year and he's fighting against an interim champion, I have to get a point. I might get two sure. points for that prediction. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'll, you know, let me let me check the uh, the, the, check. The, 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 <laughs> the guidelines again, and we'll get back to you on that one. Yeah, this is a, that was a nightmare. Leon seems to be the easy answer. I just don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. And. I feel like this is going to be a theme on this episode of the program, so stay tuned for that. As we move ahead to Colby Covington, AK, I'm just going to make this easy. This mm-hmm. is maybe the easiest pick of the card, one of the top two. Win or lose, no matter what happens against Leon Edwards, Mazadal. It's Mazadal versus Covington. It's probably, going back to my last point, Covington versus Mazadal with no title and guys coming off multiple losses, because I think Leon Edwards is going to win. There'll be three losses in a row. F- for Mazadal, two losses in a row for Covington. This is still the biggest fight the division can make right now. So that's the answer. I assume you are with me here. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. you're not. No, I'm 100%. Uh, Masvidal is not getting a trilogy bout with Usman this soon. Uh, if he beats Edwards, it doesn't matter. He could knock Edwards out in the first round. He's not getting that trilogy bout right away. And uh, Edward, and uh, if he loses, obviously he's not getting a championship fight. So yeah, you have to. Uh, Covington, I think, has soul has 
for now, squeezed as much as he can out of the Usman rivalry rock, as it were. And it is time to move on. I think that's the only reason, like, in the past, he's kind of like, like, ah, you know, I moved on from Street Judas, all that stuff. Is He wanted, he knew he Usman, the Usman fight is the big one. Uh, the rematch, excuse me, is the big one. Uh, according to UFC President Dana White, I mean, he said they broke all kinds of, as always, he said they always broke all kinds of pay-per-view records. And I do I do bet that it did do uh, a massive number. I don't know if we'll ever get the exact uh, buy rate. But if this, if, this, uh, if this cracked a million, it wouldn't surprise me. So Covington has done his business with Usman. Uh, now it is time to build this feud with uh, Masvidal. And you could definitely see that being a, a co-main event. And I think you have to give these two five rounds. I think you have to make, give this like... I, this is something I hope we see more often. Uh, I think people would have loved to have seen it with Gatesy and Chandler, and I hope uh, Covington and Masvidal won. Of course, they're both paid properly for it at that. Uh, yeah, and then we get five round co-main event of a pay per view. Sells itself. We move ahead to Rose Namajunas, AK, who defeats Zhang Wei Li via split decision. Again, much like the first fight, a little controversy with the scoring. I scored it for Zhang Wei Li. However, I, this is not a robbery. The 49 46 scorecard in this fight is absolutely atrocious. One of the worst cards of the year, in my opinion. In fact, it was that scorecard was so bad that when Bruce Buffer read 49-46, I thought for sure Zhang Wei Li was the new champion. Because you could, you could find a way to justify Zhang winning four rounds. You could not find any scenario where Rose won four rounds, in my opinion. So, shocking. No problem with, with Rose winning the fight, but she moves on to the next challenger, which again, AK is still up in the air because the second biggest loser on the night through absolutely no fault of their own was Carla Esparza. Dana, Dana White flats out, flat out snubs her again while thousands and thousands of people are watching live on MMA Fighting's YouTube page. I feel like they have zero interest in this fight, which is mind-boggling. What do you think? Uh, let me add, but I also did not see this fight, though at least for good reason. That uh, uh, Namajunas and Zhang unfortunately coincided with the Canelo Plant main event, which was a very good fight. Uh, so I, I, I will go back again and watch uh, this uh, strawweight rematch. But I don't regret missing it live, uh, Canelo Plant. For anyone who didn't see it, really, really good uh, title defense for Canelo. Um, uh, no, it's Carlos Barnes. I don't care what people say. I know. So uh, for anyone who didn't see the presser. Dana White's exact words. He was asked specifically about Esparza and sort of like, is she next? And then he he he's like one sentence. It was like, uh, I would just recommend, you know, she does not wait for the title shot. Uh, it's a really bad idea. That's it. That's all he had to say about Esparza. And I'm like, this is your number one contender. This is your clear cut number one contender. That's all you can give her. That's all the lip service you can give her. Brutal. And then uh, let's not forget on the on the broadcast. Uh, this will come up later. And in, in a, in, in a listener comment, Joe Rogan going like, ah, there's just no. There's just no uh, uh, obvious challenger for for Rose at, at 115. I'm like, what the hell? Rogan, I know you've been gone for a while, but that doesn't mean you have to stop following the product. Uh, Sparz has been the number one contender for like the most of this year for a while now. So anyway, um, Carlos Sparza, Mike. No, I don't care. It's going to happen. White, Danny White will cave. Um, Hopefully, Esparza doesn't have to settle for less just to get this fight, uh, and she gets you know proper you know proper challenge number one contender challenger conversation. But uh, it'll happen. It'll happen. I, I I I think he's just I think he's just not in love with it. But I just don't see how they can go another way with it. Oh man! Again, do it. I, I do find it. myself in a do weird it. place with this because I don't think Esparza's next fight will be for the title. I just don't. Or maybe I should put it this way. I don't think Rose Namajunas' next fight will be against Carla Esparza. I just don't. There's a timing thing. She's getting married. I think she's getting married in May. So unless that fight can be booked like very, real quick, 
February, March at the absolute latest, even though I think that's a stretch, I doubt it happens. So unfortunately for Carla Esparza, she's going to be out of the hunt for a little while, in my opinion. So once again, we are opening the gates of chaos, but this one's a little more clear cut. I think the UFC will do everything in their power to get a fight done between Marina Rodriguez and Ioanni Jacek. And the winner of that fight will fight Rose Namajunas. Yes, I know. I know what you're all thinking. Oh, Rose already beat her twice. She knocked her out, and then there was a five-round fight. The fight wasn't really that close. It was more competitive, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Ioana is still a name. She's got a huge following. And if she goes out there and starches Marina Rodriguez, she's getting the title shot. And if Marina wins, easy peasy, she gets the shot. So there you go. Sucks for Esparza. She's going to have to come back after she's misses Esparza officially and probably get one more fight. If she wins that, she'll get that title shot. Or she might get lucky. Maybe things will just fall into place. Rose won't want to fight till the fall. Take a bunch of time off, a la Kamar Usman. And then Esparza might just fall into a title shot. I don't think that's going to happen. Unless, unless Rose Namajunas pushes for it and refuses to fight anybody else. I don't think Carla gets, I don't think Rose's next opponent will be Carla Sparza, AK. I hate it so much. I hate I hate it. I hate I don't it. hate your I, Mike, you know I don't hate you. I could never do that. I hate so many of the things you said there. Uh, because <laughs> because because several of your statements are very truthful. They're very grounded in reality. The sick reality we live in where Sparza is has done more than enough to fight her way back to a teleshot. Has this storyline where she beat Namajunas so many years, a lifetime ago in MMA years, but a win that I would I would think Namajunas would be at least somewhat interested. Like, if you rose Namajunas, you take that tact of look, I've had to I've had to give Yoana an immediate rematch, I've had to give uh, Zhang Weili an immediate rematch. You know, I've, I had to give them their chance to get these losses back. When do I get the chance to get some of my losses back? You know, I'd love I'd love to fight Aspars again, but like you said, I don't know if she would do that. She she just doesn't campaign for these things. And and uh, she might know. You're right. If if uh, if if Joanna Yajesha comes back and has this amazing performance against uh, Marina, then it's like, oh, you know, I know a fight with Joanna jo- uh, is always going to sell well. I have to take that into account. I'd rather fight her than than Carlos Barza. Like there's there's almost no world where me fighting Carla will be a bigger fight than uh, than Joanna, no matter how many times we fight each other. And I hope that's not the case. I hope people can get in bed. Said the timing. Just. For Carlos Arza, among other things. So I'm sticking to my guns and saying it works out. But uh, you said so many upsetting things, Mike, that that could come to fruition. Yes, I was upset saying them. These are going to be some sad auto points that I'm going to end up getting in 2022. But uh, we move ahead to the featured boat at 135. Yes? Sorry, Mike, my my internet died there. How much of that did you catch? Uh, We we, we lost a tiny smidgen of it, but not not that bad. Not that bad, AK. All right, nothing important. All right. All right. Nothing important. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. F- f- we, we move to uh, another fun fight. 135, Marlon Chito Vera, as he typically does. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Mike. What did you say for, for Zhang? Did you say? I, I don't know if I missed that. Oh, Zhang Weili. I didn't pick Zhang Weili. Yes. Ah, oh, I didn't okay. even. I, I, I forgot I, about I uh, Mackenzie Dern. Ooh. I'm going Yan Xiaonan. I think I'd like to see them fight. 
make you know do do USC do one of those weird fight night like early morning cards that's like for the China audience and just put them in the main event. But I don't. Yan is probably a little too far down for Zhang, but uh, I know they've said uh, when when obviously when Zhang was still the champion, Yan was uh, interested in fighting her. I don't know if there's that heat, any sort of heat there at all, but kind of went outside the box. You know, give give Zhang someone else just outside the top five. I don't think they'll do it, but that's kind of where I would where I would lean. Yeah, it's funny. Zhang was asked specifically about that fight. She said, not really interested in it. She doesn't want Ouch. a quote-unquote civil war, which means the oh. UFC is going to make it, like, <laughs> they're going to book it for, like, January 15th. So uh, that's just the way that, that the cookie crumbles right now. Um, so let's talk about Cheeto. Or, who did you pick? I went with someone. Oh, you know, is that Yan oh, Zhang? Uh, what am I y- doing? Yan Zhang. Yeah, yeah. It's Listen. my fault. My internet. This is this is my fault. My we're live. Went, we're we're live. Way. We're not cutting it. We are. Yeah. Fried no. brains. Fried brains. We're, People we're, get we're it wrong. Man. Yes. We're this close to crowning an NBA champ, and with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no sweat bet. Up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Uh, Now let's talk about Marlon Chito Vera. Comes on strong in rounds two and three. Just a classic Cheeto performance. Competitive third round. Said, you know what? I ain't going to let these judges screw me in Frankie Edgar's neighborhood. Taking it out of their hands. Delivers a ferocious front kick to the face of Edgar. I know this makes you very upset. Gets the stoppage. I had zero issue with said stoppage. It was a tremendous stoppage, if we're being honest, no matter how angry Frankie Edgar was. And Marlon Vera gets the biggest win of his career. And this is tough, AK. Like, this is another tough one because this division is so good. 
And I think he would take any any fight offered to him, even if they offered him the boogeyman himself, Marab Dewalishwili. I think Marab would, would be like, yeah, man, I'll fight that dude. I don't think they're going to go that route. I think the UFC feels they have something with Marlon Vera. I'll go with the winner of Dominic Cruz versus Pedro Munoz. Mm-hmm. Matt makes sense. I'm fine with it. Knocking out Frankie Edgar in spectacular fashion should get you something. Even though Frankie's up there in age, it's not doesn't seem like a, as big of a win as it might have been five years ago, but it's still a very important win. It is a very big deal. And the way he did it with that kick, you got to give him something. So I think Cruz Munoz winner... I think that's a that's a fine choice. Again, I was covering boxing during this fight, and I'm almost glad I was because I do feel a lot of anxiety. People should know by now, I'm a huge Frankie Edgar fan. I feel a lot of anxiety now when Frankie Edgar fights, and I think I don't think people can blame me given what happened against Ortega, Zombie, and uh, whatever happened in his most his fight before this one, which has actually been blanked out of my memory. I can't even. I just have a. I believe he was booked to fight Corey Sandhagen at some point. I don't actually. And then there's just a blank spot as to how the fight actually unfolded in my mind. It's. Uh, I've talked to my therapist about it, and they said that I should deal with it. But that's not. Don't don't look at Sean Shotty's Twitter right now. Well, I'll tell you what I can look at is our our our, uh, our good old pal New York Rick. Uh, in our in our in our Slack today, I was like, I'm gonna make a graphic out of this uh, close-up shot oh, of uh, Frankie Edgar, his face getting getting turned into a a Howard the Duck uh, by this front kick, uh, which I again I had no, I literally had not seen the highlight, I had not seen the picture until I woke up on this lovely Sunday morning uh, to see uh, to see that image. So thanks a lot, New York Rick, for traumatizing me. It's burned into my brain now. Uh, congratulations to Marlon Vera, great fighter, very fun to watch. And by the way, I was, I was having to keep up through social media, Mike, so I'm not even able to see what was going on myself. I just see, oh, Frankie's doing well, won the first round. I'm like, yes, yes, it's happening. And I just seeing the updates, oh no, oh, it's turning around. Great classic Achito Vera coming on strong in the second, and then moment, and then with and then the third comes around, and it's just a lot of, oh, and like, oh no, and like, oh, R.I.P. Frankie, and all this bull crap. So. What was what, what? What are we doing? What's the show about? It? I'm sorry. Uh, Matching for for, for yeah, yes. Okay. You go with Marab. Marab, go with Marab. I'm going with Marab. And if, not not just to to as like some sort of punishment. Uh, he is ranked higher, at least in our rankings. I think in the UFC as well than yes. Pedro Munoz and Dominic Cruz. So even though he doesn't have the name quite yet of either of those guys. Um, like you said, Achito Vera is not the kind of guy to turn down fights, especially against tough opponents. Uh, he might do it if it was someone like outside the top. Even then, he he's, he's such a gamer. So you give him the chance to derail a hype train like he did with Sean O'Malley. Oh, he's taking that. He's taking that fight. And I, don't, I, and I honestly don't hate his chances. I mean, I'm sure uh, Marab probably a two to one favorite at least going into that one. But uh, I don't I don't think like it's oh he's going to destroy uh, Cheeto. Cheeto's one of the toughest outs in the, the toughest division in MMA. I hope you're ready to defend yourself because anytime someone uses Marab Dewalish Willie as a matchup idea, uh, there are certain commenters on the MMA Fighting website who has issues with that for some reason that we think Marab Dewalish Willie is like a good fighter. In fact, I think he could be a champion, and I if you don't think that, you are out of your mind. So, you know, I'm just going to get this off my chest right now, AK, because you mentioned his name. Uh, I don't know who you are, human being on this earth, but last week I said after Corey Sanhagen had a tremendous performance in a losing effort to Piotr Jan, <laughs> I said, listen, the guy's lost two in a row. He's lost three out of four. 
he's gonna have to step back. You're gonna have to fight Marab, bro. Like you're just gonna have to. I'm I'm I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Corey Sandhagen. Here's the message verbatim. We're Ma doing this now. We're doing I'm doing this now, it now. Mike? I'm doing it now. From, from, I I sent I people to know I'm I am I am complicit in this. I sent this to Mike. This is from VVY5397 on the MMAfighting.com comment board. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Yes, and by the way, yes, completely blame AK because had he not told me about this, I would have never seen this in a million years. Uh, message from Mike as you actually think and change your mind based on evidence of what UFC would actually do instead of what you wish, wish UFC would do. Your Corey versus Marab is not going to happen. Here are the reasons. So far, so good. Like, this, this is an okay message. One, Corey just went 10 hard rounds with two complete badasses. He's not fighting until May, and he should not fight until May as his brain needs to heal. Marab is ready in December. No proof of either of that. By the way, Marab would fight any time. Marab, Marab will dive into a lake covered in ice. The guy is a madman. He'll fight in December. The, the show is we're matchmaking for Corey Sanhagen. Who is Corey's hand Sanhagen's next fight going to be? And by the way, to prove point number one wrong, if Marab does fight in December and wins, uh, doesn't it make his chances fighting Corey Sanhagen just that much better? Boom, lawyered one for one, Mike. Oh God, we're on point. We're only on point one. <laughs> Number two, Corey gained a lot of respect from UFC. Seeing Marab, Marab's name on a contract is punishment, and Marab is a terrible matcher for Corey, as Corey's takedown defense is his worst skill. No way matchmakers will do Corey like that. Marab is not a star, and Marab's, Marab needs this fight. Corey does not. Again, Corey is one in three in his last four. He can't. What, what are you going to do? Give him a title shot? Give him a, give, what are you talking about? Marab is ranked number six. The guy is on a on a streak. Can't we give him a step up? Corey would take that fight in a second, by the way. Number three, there is a perfect matchup for Corey. If Dominic Cruz wins his next fight in December versus Pedro Munoz, which I think that he will, match him, match him up with Corey for May lines up perfectly. Every, every single person, every single person on planet Earth wants to see Corey Sanhagen fight Dominic Cruz. That is the fight, and you know it. By the way, I don't know it. I would like to see it. I'm fine with it. But we don't live in that world. We don't live in a fantasy world where we're just like, ooh, that'd be a fun stylistic matchup because their styles are so similar and they both have fancy footwork. I don't care. This is on to the next one. This is matchmaking. This is realistic matchmaking. Marab clearly deserves that fight. There's so many other fights for Cruz, which we'll talk about when we go back to the peeps. And then he finishes up with sucks for Marab. But Marab is getting the Vera versus Edgar winner, which would work out for you here, AK. That is his ceiling. That is his ceiling. I know we all like Marab, but he is just not that popular. And that is all he is getting. In fact, he will be lucky if he gets that fight. Think on it and admit that your Marab pick was just BS. Or oh, I'm sorry, just because you like Marab and want it to happen instead of actually what would actually happen. Let me tell you something. Mike, 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 breathe. Let me tell Mike, you something. Breathe. There are a lot of fighters that I have great relationships with. I would say most fighters that I've interviewed after the first interview, I've developed a pretty good relationship with every single one of them. I still talk to all of them at one in one way, form, shape, or form, or another. Marab... Marab's a great guy, great interview, just super fun. 
Marab just has earned this. This is not because I like Marab. Marab, I, Marab DeWallish Willie, as you stated, is the boogeyman. He's the scariest guy in the top 10 right now that is not, that is not Piotr Jan. He just is. How are you going to beat this guy? After watching that Marlon Marais fight, that was a super entertaining fight. That was an insane fight. Marab is throwing hands. He's dropping dudes with his hands now. And he can, and he's got that wrestling background. And he's finishing guys. You're telling me he doesn't deserve a fight with Corey Sanhagen? You, sir, or ma'am, you need to rethink this. I want a retraction. When we release this episode, you get on, on to the next one. Matches to make after UFC 268, and you apologize. You apologize for that last sentence. The rest of it, you made okay points, but that last sentence pissed me off. And I fired back, and I based all my anger on that last sentence. So I want you to go in there. If you can edit in this new commenting session, just delete it. Just delete it, and I'll let you off the hook. If not, we're going to do this every week. Uh, I like how you said it was first, – well, first of all, wonderful. Wonderful. I, I love that we're doing uh, – I think it's the second week in a row we've done a mid-picks mic check. Uh, did, did I already warn you there might be another one later? What? Oh, you did not. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, I, I can't scream. wait. I, I can't. And wait. I didn't scream. I, I, I'll have to check again. Again, this was this was from quite a few days ago, so maybe it's already been resolved. Uh, you know, through some other show uh, that we've talked about. But uh, I do have to check this email again before, which I will do <laughs> as we get there. Uh, Listen, I also, let me let me just say this, uh, Vivi. I, I'm I'm talking to you like I would talk to a friend. If if a friend said that to me, I would freak out on him the way I freaked out on you. Um, oh. It's all good. Thank you for commenting and listening to the show, but you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong, and I'm not afraid to tell you that. And there are a few things more annoying than people saying, oh, and you know it. Yeah. Trying to make a point. Oh, no, I don't oh, and know you it. know it. You know it. <laughs> Everything, yeah. Don't, people don't do that. Don't do that on the internet. Don't do that in person. It is just a very rude, um, ignorant thing to say. So. Uh, can we? All right, let's move on. Can we? Get, is get is that it possible? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Left. Uh we got to head to a fight that would have been fight of the night on any other card. Shane Burgos gets his first win since the last time he had fought at MSG prior to Saturday night over Billy Quarantillo. Two years without a win. That came to an end against a very game opponent. Quarantillo's stock rose in defeat. It was a great fight. Most combined significant strikes landed ever in a three-round featherweight fight. It was an outstanding bout. Unfortunately, it just had to follow the most chaotic fight we may have ever seen, and it was like the 13th tee box on Sunday at the Masters inside of Madison Square Garden. It was just crickets. Crickets. It was like it was like watching a New Japan professional wrestling match. It was just silence, <laughs> occasional claps, and then Burgos announced the winner and the crowd erupted. But big win for Burgos. He's back on track. AK really needed this win. Where do we go from here? Uh, yeah, a big win for him. I do think the kind of 10 or 12 names ahead of him in the featherweight rankings kind of need to sort themselves out. So that's the only thing he's definitely earned himself uh, another step up in competition. Uh, I went a little bit backwards. I'm going with Andre Feely. It's just one of those fights. I, I really want to see. Um, I, I think it'd be obviously a little bit more beneficial for Feely at this point. You know, he, he's the kind of guy, he's kind of just can't string together uh, a run of like three, four, five consecutive wins. And uh, But I think he'd enjoy a tough fight in Burgos. He would take his spot in the rankings should he beat him. Uh, for Burgos, again, another chance to have an awesome fight. Um, I, I, I don't want Burgos to get lumped into that like fun action fighter non-contender role because I don't think that's the case at all. I think if he gets the right opponents, he absolutely could fight for a title someday. But right now, again, there's just at least 10 names ahead of him 
that um, sort of need to sort themselves out. And I'm not ready to match them up with uh, with any of them yet. So uh, I'm going with Andre Feely. Yeah, this is another tough one because, like you said, there, there's a lot of unknowns here. There, there's some big fights in this division on the books the next couple of months. Bryce Mitchell fight would be interesting. I know that was kind mm-hmm. of a popular choice amongst the, the listeners, although I think he gets a fight well before Burgos is ready to come back. Sodiq Yusuf would be a fun fight. Again, I think he'll get a fight on the books before Burgos is ready to come back. I mean, he took he won the fight. He landed a lot, but he took a lot in that one as well. So I think he takes some time off. He takes his brain health very, very seriously. I mean, maybe the that they could do the Yusuf fight, but... Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Like everyone is either ranked or either or booked, ranked super high, or he fought them in his two previous fights. Maybe Arnold Allen, but still, I don't think that happens. I think Allen gets a fight before that. So I'm landing on this. I'm going to go with this. I'm going with the loser of the January 15th main event between Calvin Cater and Giga Chikadze. If Giga oh. loses, that's a scrap and a half. We we. Not saying that they pushed Giga too quickly. I think this is the perfect piece of business right there, doing Giga versus Calvin. But gives him a step back and still a very tough fight. Like, let's, it's still a very big test against a guy in Shane Burgos. Like, I don't know if he's like a, I don't know if he's going to be a top 15, like a bottom half of the top 15 guy his whole career, or if he's going to be fighting for a title. Like, I just don't know. He's got the talent, but can he do it? I don't know. So if Giga loses, fun fight. If Cater loses, that's two straight losses for Calvin. He's going to have to take a step back into the top 10, top 15 range. And it would be a rematch of an incredible fight at UFC 220. It was the fight of the night. And no one would be upset if we saw it again, all things considered. So, yeah, I'll go with the loser of that fight. He There's a wide range of options for him. That That's kind of where he is in the featherweight division right now. Again, really fun guy. I think the UFC likes him. But, again, do they see him as a contender? Do they see him as a as a as a uh, main card opener guy, a fight night main eventer? Again, not bad roles to be in certainly, but I think his next matchup, his next couple of matchups, we're going to see really uh, who he is and who the UFC thinks he is. Now we we go back to Easy Town, like we like we were at probably with the Covington fight. This is probably this might have been actually easier than the Covington pick, the chaotic, epic, truly unbelievable war that AK didn't see between Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler. This will be the fight of the year in 2021. It has to be. And to think, Michael Chandler's two fights in 2021, one is a guaranteed lock, in my opinion, and the other one is in the top five, the Charles Oliveira fight. Gaethje gets the win. I was so close to coming through with the hot take prediction because Chandler had Gaethje in big, big trouble. But we got maybe eight more minutes than anybody expected. Both guys so, so tough. The the fight just ruled. But to me, AK, I mean, this is just too easy, right? Just go ahead and say it. This is too easy. Give the man his title shot. Give him his either rematch with Dustin Poirier or shot at Charles Oliveira, who I think is, as of now, the number one lightweight in the world. Look, you can line up Dariush as a, uh, as a uh, well, he might have to fight again for it. If he doesn't, you can line him up as the alternate. You can line up Islam Makachev as the alternate. These guys are in the mix. I got no problem with with having them on hand uh, to potentially be a uh, a title fight against stand uh, you know stand in should God forbid something happen. Uh, tell them to stay in shape, but uh, 
give me that Gaethje versus uh, UFC 269 main event winner. You can't go wrong. And I and I, again, I know a lot of people are saying Poirier, but man, I'd love to see Oliveira beat Poirier and uh, fight Gaethje. That'd just be awesome. Yes, and I don't want to see a riot, so just give the damn man his title shot. Um, now for Chandler, this is where things get a little more interesting because I think a lot of people were looking at Islam Makachev. That seemed to be the favorite amongst most of the people I talked to and saw along the way, but Chandler took a beating in this fight, so he's going to be out for a hot minute. Makachev will be ready to fight well before that. Maybe they do... You mentioned Darius maybe being the backup. Maybe you just book Darius versus Makachev on that card, and we just we, we killed two birds with one stone. If Darius is needed, he gets elevated to the title fight. If not, he fights Makachev, number one contender fight. It's a tough one because it's it's a it's a fifty fifty race. One, Conor McGregor. That's definitely an option. It it just all depends on when Conor's going to be ready to come back. I'd like to see Chandler not fight until like June. At this point, after that war, Justin Gaethje. The other is Tony Ferguson. Chandler versus anybody people would care at this point and want to see it. But I think Ferguson's probably the best option. And I think Ferguson at this point in his career, like where he's actually at and where he actually views himself, I think he'd be okay waiting for that fight. Because I don't think he can get anything bigger at this point. I don't think the Nate fight happens. He can keep trying. I'd like to see the Nate fight. That'd be cool go up to 170 and fight Nate but if that fight doesn't happen and I don't think it will yeah go fight Michael Chandler he might get wrestled like crazy again but that fight would work so I'm throwing the proverbial dart at El Kukui I don't know if any fighter has ever had their stock so high after a one and two start in the UFC I, I it is absurd like oh no, sorry, it's not absurd it's if you if you, I mean if you look past the one and two I mean again amazing career with bellator so uh and rightfully you know put in as an alternate um for for a ufc title fight right away then later gets the title shot no problem there great fight with charles Oliveira. he's he's who knows you know one or two lucky not lucky one or two different strikes away from currently being the uc lightweight champion and then now has the fight of the year with uh with one of the other fights of the year with uh, Justin Gaethje, so his stock is ridiculously high. Uh, I, 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 I like where your head's at. I, I get it. He could go for a big name. Um, the UFC could be looking that direction. I think, uh, and I had to stick with this because I, I, it's it's what I said last week for Makachev. Um, if Makachev doesn't get a title shot, which he shouldn't, because Gaethje should get it, I do think he, uh, him, and Chandler get matched up. Um, Dariush now is kind of the odd man out once again. I feel like Dariush is going to have to fight someone else. I think Dominance MMA will try and keep him and Islam away from each other just because they both have a chance to fight for the title. And there's no reason for one to derail the other um, at this point. So I know a lot of people say Makachev Dariush, but I do think the shared management, if they can, will will try to try to keep them apart. So um, yeah, Makachev Chandler, great challenge. Again, Chandler could fall to one and three in the UFC uh, against this guy, and I still think his stock would be pretty high. So uh, very tough fight. He certainly would want a McGregor or Ferguson or Nate Diaz instead. I think Makachev gets this one. Now we we, we talked a lot about the ever-growing Atno rule set list, and mm-hmm. we are adding another rule. And yep. in, uh, in a somewhat unprecedented move, AK, and we spoke about this in the wee hours of Sunday morning, <laughs> we are anointing Chris Barnett as an honorary main card fighter for being the guy that turned this entire card around after a couple of uh, 
listen, no disrespect. You guys go out there and fight in a cage, but not so great fights. A couple they, of not they, so great fights. They were okay, it, but you could sense a listlessness in Madison Square Garden. Like, Odie Osborne and CJ Vergara, great opener, great opener. But again, that's kind of, you know, people are just shuffling in. It's very hard for them to get invested in the very first prelim. Bruno Souza, uh, lackluster performance a, a, against uh, uh, Melsic Bagdasarian, kind of sucked the auction right out of there. And then uh, Dustin Jacoby, again, always fun to watch, a little bit one-sided, uh, winning against John Allen, and, and, and kind of one of those fights where, again, he's in control the whole time. There's no real peaks and valleys. So three decisions to start off, and then Beast Boy himself, Mike, yes. shows up to save the day. Yes, and in 15 minutes, this guy entered himself into every nomination list for Knockout of the Year, walkout of the year and post-fight promo of the year <laughs> all in like 15 minute span because that spinning wheel kick was ridiculous the celebration the flip into the to land on his his hiney in the middle of the octagon was amazing the classiest post-fight promo i've ever seen in my life given the shine to john Volante and his final fight he gets a bonus he's just awesome so ak there's some of the suggestions are just crazy and some people were asking like do we just throw barnett into a top 15 spot like let's just let's just push him no you guys are insane for even suggesting that chris barnett could fight anybody right now and people are going to react to it they are going to care so i'm justin taffa versus harry hunsucker are getting ready to fight i assume justin taffa is going to win that fight so let's just book justin taffa versus Chris Barnett, let those dudes bang it out with absolute insanity. That's my pick officially. Unofficially, like I just said, I don't care who he fights. I'm there. I just want to see it. I don't think it's ridiculous. First of all, I love that matchup. I'll tell you right now, I went in a similar direction. Uh, I don't think it's ridiculous at all to say that his stock rose more than any other fighter on that card. I agree. He's... Again, if anyone who's whatever, I, I hate to lump myself into this because, I, you know, it sounds so pretentious, but hardcore, you know, hardcore MMA fans um, know who Chris Barnett is. Uh, even if you've never seen one of his fights, you've probably seen a finish of his from from somewhere, a clip. Uh, maybe he wasn't identified. He has a very nice pre-UFC highlight reel. He is known for everything. You, if it was your first time seeing him uh, at 268, he's known for everything you saw. He is this big character big smile uh he, he just wild man in the cage i remember i was very excited when he fought uh fought ben rothwell when that matchup got made so this was even more exciting and uh but most people didn't know who he was now i think the dance has gone viral i think the front flip landing right in his ass celebration has gone viral the <laughs> kick went viral so th i mean this again this dude is just was just uh heroic on uh <laughs> on saturday i know it's weird to say that about a guy who just won a cage fight on the pre early prelims of ufc card but i stand by it so he, he was one of the stars of the show I think one of the th top three stars of the show. I, I I know it sounds crazy, but I really believe that. Um, so I went with Carlos Felipe. Yeah, let's just keep like kind of with like you win. I just let's just give him mid tier, lower tier guys for now. Hey, maybe three or four fights down the road, he fall he falls ass. I was gonna say ass backwards, ass forwards into uh, into a title number one contenders fight or something. God help us, 2023 we see him fighting Cyril Gunn or something. But uh, even if that never happens, and I doubt it will, uh, I think he can have a very very fun. Uh, UFC career and there's all kinds of matchups I just cannot wait to see him possibly have if he can get some wins going I mean the correct answer is the UFC goes and re-signs Rocky Martinez and you just oh, please. throw those guys in there I, that's, I, the, I had, that's the correct answer 
I had one of the listeners rec- recommend that fight. I think they didn't know Rocky was cut, so I didn't. I just obviously I'm not. I'm not going to mention it later in the show, but uh, yeah, that's the one we all wanted. All right, let's head to the wild card round. We've done a lot awesome. of matchmaking. Let's do it one more time before we turn over the listeners and mic checks and check the tapes and all that fun stuff. So, AK, what's your wild card pick? More, more good vibes, Mike. Uh, I, people should know. Normally, we don't tell each other our wild card picks. It, it, we're pretty, we're pretty trying to keep that uh, wild, as the as the name suggests. But I had to peg this one down the night before. I, I said, Mike, please let me have the action man, Chris Curtis. Please, I cannot believe we did not just have Chris Burnett become a star. We had Chris Curtis actually step into a ufc octagon and I, I don't know if i said it in our in our in our you know work chat if i, if I said like man just him stepping into there that's a victory i it just, just just i i, I think it's i would be surprised people don't know his story by now it's been repeated ad nauseum by all the outlets anyone who's spoken to chris curtis who's covered chris curtis which is a lot of people it's done a lot of interviews he's retired so many times He's come so close to getting a ufc contract he should have got one the contender series years ago and it was surreal to see him actually on a UFC show in the octagon at Madison Square Garden, unbelievable, and then winning. Mike, he won. <laughs> he was one of the biggest <laughs> underdogs in the card, and he beats Phil Haas. Phil Haas is a beast. Um, Matt Brown, Brian Barberina, loser. Those two are fighting on December 4th. I want to see him fight another veteran, um, fun veteran. And uh, again, much like with Chris Barnett, I, I don't care if he becomes a, a world title contender in the UFC. I just think there's a lot of fun matchups, and uh, it's just so cool to see him actually you know, uh, fulfill this 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 last leg of his journey that he'd been chasing for so long. I know what all of you are thinking right now. Mike's going to take us on a 10-minute journey to make this pick. And I've taken enough journeys here, so I'm going to make this nice and easy. Bobby freaking Green, A-plus fight week, A-plus performance. Give him Drew Dober, and let's just watch the crap out of it and enjoy the greatness of it. There you go. There's my wildcard pick. He also he also taught us a little bit, uh, you know, brought up a little bit of inflation on the apparently he said he said he said on the interview, Dana, you know, fifty thousand dollars now isn't what uh, sorry ten years ago isn't what it isn't what it is now. And he would know he's been fighting for so damn long. So uh, I think I think he's right. You got to pump those up to seventy five grand, a hundred grand if you are going to keep this asinine uh, bonus system anyway. Again, just pay everyone more, as we always say. But if it is going to be bonuses. You gotta really just double it up at this point. I mean, you really gotta gotta shout out. You see, everyone knows how much money you're making, so let's stop messing around here and just and just pay the fighters uh, a bigger bonus, more more bonuses, bigger bonuses. Um, let's do it. But yeah, uh, him and Dober, man, that came up. I think on every person who sent me uh, listener picks, I think sent me Green had Green Dober on it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Green versus anybody's great, but yeah, I feel like Dober. That's that's the perfect fight for where these guys are in their career. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, Trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. 
Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Do we have check the tapes? Do you want to go right into this mic check? Let's, so. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> well, let's let's start off pleasantly. Let's give let's give some points. Let's give some points. Uh, these are all shared. I think. I don't know if anyone had a really cool um, sort of unique pick. So if I, if I missed it, guys, of course, always message me. I'll go back and check because um, again, I don't write every pick down. Um, so we, I may have just missed it. But uh, uh, Pajera versus uh, Muslim Salakov looks like it's going down January. 15th. Not official yet, but uh, according to Demolidor's uh, coach, that that one is at least their side is signed. So uh, for everyone who picked that one, way to go! That people wanted that, including me, have wanted that one since like July. So uh, we're way ahead on that one, guys. Let's let's take that uh, pro, that shared point now. And uh, Roxanne Modafferi versus Casey O'Neill, UFC 271, February 12th, another popular pick. And what could be, Mike? She is saying will be the last fight of her career. 50 fights, including the Ultimate Fighter. So. Uh, good for her, you know, as a fan, obviously you hope she changes her mind, but as a, also as a fan, you hope that, uh, that she knows what she's doing and, uh, and she's able to just ride off into the sunset with that cheery, disposi- that cheery disposition she came in with Mike and that cheery disposition that she, uh, she left the business with. So uh, we'll wax more poetic, of course, about, uh, uh, the happy warrior when, uh, when that comes around right now, I'm still a little bit in denial that, um, that this could be her last fight. So where is this? E- oh, here we go. Oh gosh, Mike, are you sure? Should I just not do this? Just do I, it. I, I, I should no. Are you sure? Just do it, cause maybe. Listen, there have been certain mic checks that I absolutely deserved, and I took it on the chin because I made a mistake. Oh. And you know, it, I look at it oh. as a possibility of constructive criticism. Okay. Well, this, actually, I'm sorry. Now I remember what this is about. This isn't that bad. It's actually more, almost more a strong suggestion, but something they kind of want credit for. So this is from. Uh, uh, mighty a uh, magic mighty Mart who has uh, reached out to us many times on social media yes. and email. Uh, first, I want to apologize for their grammar. I'm British and have terrible spelling. I don't. Is that a British stereotype? I always thought they were known for their like education and being formal. But anyway, it's, it's with great sadness that I even have to write this email, especially directing it to you. Uh, he says Mike apparently has become too big for us folk. Can no longer <laughs> read all all of our Instagram messages as there are just so many. Uh, and poor you guys for doing such a good job that you're now inundated. Oh, thank you, Martin. Um, now I have a grievance. He says, firstly, uh, he says he's been on board since episode one. This is true. We remember. Uh, we've read his tweets. Da, da, da. Uh, we wish there his daughter, Millie, a happy birthday. I, I, I hope Millie's doing okay. And, uh, and his other child, Ruben. So way to go, Martin. Um, and he says, uh, our podcast gone through 48 hours of labor during COVID and being locked in the little room forever grateful. So. He says, recently there's been an underlying game of Otno happening between the listeners. Tristan Nordette getting a 10-9 over Patrick Austin, <laughs> uh, I refer to. Now, whilst I believe we should not have a smartest listener or any competition, as we are a community, a family that are together as one, uh, and I feel this is just going to get out of control. <laughs> Maybe even Habib Connor crazy with the way this could escalate. So I ask you to stop this now among listeners. However, back-to-back howevers. That being said, here comes my mic check. Oh, that was, oh man, I was like, wow, this isn't a mic. I was about to crush you, AK, for that. Here it comes. Here it comes. How dare you and Mike start this war between Tristan and Patrick when I said months ago we should entertain some BTL listener versus listener episodes once a month for fun, and I was shot down by Mike abruptly. I do remember this. It hurt my feelings originally, but I understand that, like stated above, we are community. However, three howevers, three consecutive howevers. Oh, God. Now Mike is getting this power to his head. 
where he no longer need, reads all the messages. He's basically organizing oh, unsanctioned, man. organizing unsanctioned listener wars. You're the you're the fight circuit. You're the John Nutt of uh, matchmaking shows. Like that's my line, not to, not Martin's. Uh, he says, "I felt it was time as a faithful fan to speak up and get the ship back on track before we have Armageddon. And if we are going to escalate this into a war, let it be known." I was the original founder, the Art Davies of the idea of listener versus listener, and should therefore be credited accordingly with a founder ought no point or something else. Now, this is what my, this is magic mighty magic mighty Mart magic mighty Mart. Okay, I, I know who. Obviously, I know who this of is. Of course. Um, here's my response. <laughs> if you're gonna come at me with a mic check. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Oh, I'm not even. I'm not. I mean, I. I'm happier than I was. I'm happier after hearing that than I was before. Constructive criticism. Well done. Some name drops. More howevers than any email should ever have. But that's okay. <laughs> I. I dig it. I get what you're saying. And just to, just to, pull back the old curtain here. What you wonderful listeners don't understand that, especially on these long ass pay-per-view cards that have 7,000 fights that never end, AK and I are up in the morning knocking this show out. There are times, and I apologize for this because there's no set time. We're just like, hey, you want to do it this time? Cool. There's like a set time that we usually do it. There's like a little 30 minute window. Sometimes it's a little earlier. Things pop up. Life takes over. Sometimes it's a little later. Maybe want a, a couple of minutes of extra sleep. There are times where I will, we will wrap a show. I'm getting started to edit, and then I'll have, I'll get five DMs on Instagram. Oh, here are my picks. Here are my picks. The show's done. We're not going back in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. Not when I went to bed at 6 a.m. and woke up 30 minutes later to my kid and my dog jumping on my face. Sorry, dude. We're not going back in, but I love you. I, I love you, Triple M. You are one of the OGs. I appreciate you very much. Well thought out argument, but that's the reason why we, we you're, if your thing wasn't read, either I'm a total fool and just missed it, or it happened after the show was recorded and no other reason. That was lovely, Mike. And once again, uh, thank you. Thank you, guys, Triple M, for the for the email and the uh, the mostly polite mic check, I feel. Yeah, uh, I like and that. That was good. That's how you mic check. check. Shout out! Shout outs to Millie and Ruben as well, and the, and the rest of the uh, Triple M family. That's right. Uh, is anything else? Don't we have another no, segment? No, and I'm glad we did it in that order. I'm glad uh, you did do the uh, Miss, Mr. and Mrs. VVY five three nine seven earlier in the show, and and we did this mic check now. That that worked out well. Oh, did it? I wonder if he was a. Did did this VVY person was this the person that maybe snuck into? The fighter hotel and stuck that logo on the the banner at the weigh-ins that we couldn't figure out. Was it this oh, person? The, the, well, oh, we never v, we never v, 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 we never found out. We never found out. If anyone knows, and uh, some people might not have seen the weigh-in show, in the middle of the banner, people have seen the banners. You guys know they have the logos kind of repeated across. You know, uh, uh, Usman versus Covington two, Namajunas versus Zhang two, and it's like you know splattered across the, the this huge banner during the weigh-ins. Uh, they're on the in the middle one. Right above their names said, "For like the VVBV Championship," and we're all assuming it was some sort of printing error, something, some sort of placeholder they put in and never changed. Uh, but we really don't know. We really don't know. 
Someone should ask Dana about that. That would have been tremendous. Oh, we totally forgot. All right, let's go to the peeps. I am yes. ready. Uh, I'm going to give my own little thing here. Okay. I'm going to do my absolute best to not repeat anything. There's some very popular ones. I mean, it's, it's unavoidable. Yeah. I mean, they're, we're going to fly through these, okay? Mm -hmm. I, I've, I'm ready to go. But AK, if you want to give the regular usual disclaimer. Yeah, the quick disclaimer. I don't need any extras this week. Guys, we're going to mostly be talking about winners other than, of course, uh, uh, losers in the main event, title fights, co-main events. Categories rule, guys, for your point. If you want an exclusive point, you got to have a pick no one else has. And again, I know, don't go out of your way. You know, I'd make the sensible pick first. Go for that shared point. But if you really got a feeling that uh, you got to pick no, that makes sense and no one else will have, you could be in line for an exclusive odd no point. Uh, guys, please, mistake. So many... Wrong weight class. People fought already recently. You didn't mention that it was a rematch. Uh, injuries. Guy was released. Fighter could already be booked. This happens a lot. Please. And your pictures might be doo-doo. And we don't want to read it. Mike, go ahead. Okay. Jake Marsh. Shane Burgos is a savage. Honestly, don't have a suggestion. Just want to say I know two people who know Shane. So I comfortably say he's a friend of a friend. So thank you, Jake. Uh, A-Bonds, 24-25. I only have one matchup. I want to see Tony versus Chandler next. Thank you. Sean Conwizzle91. Keep up the great show, you guys. Usman versus Leon. Should he beat Mazadal? Would make sense. And also Kobe versus Mazadal would be incredible as well. Rose versus Carla, too. Has to happen now. I don't think it will. If there's an injury, then Marina should step in. I'd like to see Zhang versus Joanna, too, as well. Cheeto versus Marab, since most of top of 135 is booked. Winner of Cruz versus Munoz would also make sense. Burgos versus Yusef would be a banger. Not sure Burgos is capable of a bad fight. Correct. Alex Pajeda versus Phil Haas makes sense to me with timeline and the UFC wanted to push Alex. Boy, that's a tough fight for him. That might be a little too soon. Uh, but we appreciate you as always. Sean, DJ Brandon, what a card. Imovov versus Darren Till, AK. I like it. I like the gusto. They won't do it, but I like it. Is that the one? Yes, that one jumped out at me as well. I, I saw, well, you said Imovov. Imovov, yep. Oh, yep. I saw another. Okay, I got another Till matchup. I got I to gotta bring up later. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> I think I know where you're going. Uh, Burgos yep. versus Tukagov. That's fun. Zhang uh, mm -hmm. versus Dern. Colby versus the loser of Leon versus Mazadal, no matter what. Hot take, but Usman versus Hamzat Shamaev. Yes, it, guys, it could happen. It really could happen. Kyle Adam Smith, what a effing war to start the main card. Gagey should get the next title shot. Another great fight with Burgos and Billy Q. I'd like to see Burgos take on Ilya Taporia or maybe Marv Mavzar Evloyev and... Oddly enough, they're about to fight each other, so sure. maybe the winner can fight Shane Burgos. We'll, so there you go. We'll assume, we'll ass I'm assuming this listener knew that. That's why they phrased it that way. I would agree. Uh, let's have <laughs> Cheeto take on Sanhagen. Oh, no. Oh, no. Our, our listener. How dare you match up <laughs> anybody with, with, the, Mike, with the legendary Corey Sanhagen? Mike, Mike please. We've, we've, know, we've moved on from that. <laughs> okay. Please. please. Uh, but I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Uh, both have similar victories over Edgar. Thug Rose should face Carlos Sparza. No one else should have the title shot from here. Whaley should fight Marina or Joanna again. I don't think Carlos getting the next title shot, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, what a back and forth brawl. Usman will likely get the winner of Leon and George, but let's just give him Hamzat right now. Yes, another one for Hamzat. Uh, John A. Ray, too many fights deserve fight of the night on this card. He likes Jacoby versus the Crute versus Hill loser. Hell, you could probably okay. get the winner, too, and I'm okay I'll say, that. yeah, i just go with the winner, yeah. Chris Barnett versus Parker Porter. I have a feeling that's going to be a popular one if we're doing Barnett picks. <laughs> Imovov versus Uriah Hall. Bobby Green versus Diego Fajeda. It seems like the direction for Diego Fajeda, all this is not official as of yet. Uh, they like Fajeda versus Matush Gamrat, but you never know. Maybe it falls through and Green can get slot right in there. Um, 
Alex Pereira versus Christoph Yako. Michael Chandler versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Shane Burgos versus Alex Caceres. I like that fight a lot. Yeah. Uh, Vera, Vera versus the Munoz screws winner. Again, that listener is going to be upset that Sandhagen doesn't get the winner. Uh, Jean Guitli versus Joanna Two. Covington versus Gilbert Burns. Uh, and he also likes Usman versus Luke if Mazadal beats Leon Edwards. So, yeah, I got no issue with that, but you got to make the weights on. You missing weight, just. Why'd you even step on the scale? Ugh. I, that... I still believe. I am a believer in the theory that he saw them make. He was pretty far over, though. He was, I mean, he was pounds, badly right? over. Yeah. They, Dana White said they I'm, paid I'm, him. I'm gonna go, yeah, I'm going to go with the theory, though, that he 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 knew they were going to make it. No, that sounds dumb, then. Why even, why even show up? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a bit silly, doesn't it? Uh, we go to our man, M. Ruffles, 115. Knows the show is going to be crazy, so we took out all the Contender Series thoughts. I and that. I, I that, that was the one episode of the Contender Series that I totally missed. Uh, he likes Usain versus Luke, no matter what. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. He has a caveat line unless Leon Edwards defeats Mazadal. Uh, yeah, Covington likes the, the versus the loser of that fight. Let's see. Whaley Rodriguez, Vera versus not similar. Uh, what else we got? He likes Chandler McGregor. He likes Alex Pajeda versus Uriah Hall. Interesting. I actually don't hate that. I would hope Uriah Hall could win that. Man, but what if, eh? Ah, that's interesting. What a straight stand-up battle? Boy, Pena's a scary guy. Uh, Chris Curtis versus Julian Marquez, AK. What are you gonna do yeah, with yourself? That's, that's the way to that's the way to go, man. I mean, I saw a lot that that was I think that was most popular. Let me see. Pretty sure that's most pop yes, that was the most there was a, a few matchups for Curtis Marquez number one. I mean, that's just two big personalities, right? That what what a what a fun matchup that would be. Um obviously I went in different different direct all the matchups. Almost all of my software for 185. I do think he goes down to 170. Osborne versus Albazi, Bagdazarian versus Klein, Jacoby versus Span. He likes Barnett versus Tava Hunsucker winner. Um, Ian Gary versus Matt Semmelsberger. And he likes Nasruddin Imovov versus the winner of Drekus Duplessis versus Andre Muniz. However, as you mm-hmm. may have seen with our good friend Big Marcel Dorf on Twitter, I confirmed this last night. Drake's Duplessis is out of that fight. Undisclosed injury. Muniz mm-hmm. is an opponent. You know what? You could just slot good old Imovov right in there if he wants that. What a I, crazy fight that would be. Opportunity <laughs> knocking. Yeah, I dig it. I saw it said. Yeah, I saw it said. Uh, Poppy Bryant, Bagdasarian versus Sean Woodson. And he puts in parentheses, I know Woodson's fighting Anglin next. I want this win or lose still because it's the gun versus the sniper. Ah, very well done. Hashtag the gun versus sniper. Uh, Burgos versus Bryce Mitchell whenever he gets his camo venom shorts. Uh, there you go. Uh, higher maybe by... That's, hold up, eh? Maybe that's why Maybe that's why he hasn't he hasn't come back yet. And the injuries. He had some bad injuries. Uh, this is actually the name of the account. Higher by Creed. Uh, like the song Higher by the band Creed. Classic song. Tremendous. A classic song. I, I think we should open like the next show with that song. Yes, card of the year and fight of the year, he says. Usman versus Hamzat. Normally, I'd say Leon if he beats Mazadal, but with Usman whispering about retirement, this fight needs to happen. Uh, Colby versus Mazadal, win or lose. Zhang versus Rodriguez. Don't think we'll see Ioana fight again. I can't, kind of tend to disagree. Uh, Vera versus Valiev. Nah, that's a big win. Valiev's already got a fight. Uh, Edgar retirement fight versus Dominic Cruz. I know he's booked, but... How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? That dude's fighting until he's 45. Uh, 
Gaethje Chandler's fight of the year. Gaethje versus... Ooh, this is a hot take. He goes to Chandler versus Greg Gillespie. He's saying Gaethje versus Benil. No title shot on a one-fight win streak, AK. Wow. What? <laughs> he's saying what the winner of that... I'm confused. Oh, he's saying, oh, oh, he's no saying Gaethje shot. should no fight Benil because Gaethje only has a one-fight win streak and he shouldn't get a when title reach, shot off of that. When you reach the level... Gaethje is at it. Does it? Win streaks don't matter. I'm sorry. It's this is just how it is. He lost to Habib. Uh, he's, at the, he's on. Oh gosh, I'm trying to think. I don't want to compare him to Uriah Faber because Uriah Faber also actually did string together a few wins in between title shots, but not always. That wasn't always the case. There was a stretch there where Faber would just need like one win, and uh, they're very different fighters, very different careers. But you reach again. Yeah, you're right. He lost Habib. Uh, I think when you lose, honestly, when you lose in a title fight, it's hard to even count that as part of a losing streak. It's almost like a separate, you know what I mean? It's almost like a set. So you should really look at what's their success, recent success in non-title fights. So uh, he's technically, in my mind, streaking as far as, oh, I guess uh, the Ferguson fight was an interim, you know, non-undisputed title fights. Uh, his, he's still doing really well. So yeah, exactly. That, that, that You mark off the Habib loss for now. Yes. Uh, London 88, holy shit. Thought I was going into cardiac arrest after Gaethje fight. I understand lackluster crowd for Burgos fight. Uh, Usman versus Shamayev now. Imavov versus Hermanson. Gary versus Diego Lima. Barnett versus... Oh, how dare you? Oh. No. No. Romanov? Come on. You can't no. do that. No. No. That's that's bad. You can mic check me all day. I will fight you lose to a the point. end on that one. You lose Octagon. a point. Who is this? Who is this? Uh, this is London 88. London 88, not a first-timer. Not their first time, right? I don't know. Yeah, definitely not. Okay. Loctagon, uh, if you're out there keeping points, and uh, uh, London 88 got a point, subtract one point. Uh, and he likes Ode Osborne versus the British guy from Dana White's Contender Series that missed weight, uh, Jake Hadley. That's a, that's a pretty damn fun fight. Uh, River Crossing, Chandler should fight down the ranks a bit. Gregor Gillespie, if you want some great scrambles, or he fights the winner of Fazee versus Riddell, if you want a banger like we got tonight. I... Hey, listen, I'm fine with both of those. Uh, Burgos Arnold Allen, Cheeto versus Mara Marias, if he's still employed by the UFC. If not, Cheeto will have to wait. Ian Gary versus Mickey Gall, Chris Curtis versus Matthew Semmelsberger, and uh, Alex Pajeda versus Gregory Rodriguez. Ooh, that's too soon for that fight, I think. <laughs> uh, Max Block digging deep on a fight. What is it? Oh, this is... All right, I, I, I dig this. Max Block, you're, I'm reading this whole damn thing. Digging deep on a fight. As we know, Dustin Jacoby has been doing very well recently. Coming off a win over John Alon, Jacoby is in need of step up of competition. John Anik discussed how Jacoby's name is Hanyak, which is a type of Polish soldier. As it turns out, last week Anik also mentioned another fellow Polish fighter, a gentleman with the new nickname that is also a type of Polish soldier, Hussar. Hussar, yeah. Mi- right. Hussar, Michel Olczyk. So I propose to you, Mr. Heck, a battle of Polish soldiers. Jacoby versus Oleg Zaychuk. Hanyak versus Hussar. Jacoby gets the opportunity to prove himself in the top 20 division. Oleg Zaychuk gets to possibly put a stamp on his claim to a top 15 spot in future bigger matchups. I am no historian or matchmaker, but this seems to make sense. You know what? Done. Damn. I love that. That is a great, that's a great email right there. This is from, oh, this is, if this, was this from, this is an email you got? No, it's a DM. Sorry. From, is this from Max Block Photography? Um, it just said Max Block. It just says Max Block. Okay, I got a Max Block Photography, which I assume uh, is the maybe same that's, person. Might be the same thing. It might not be. 
I don't know. I don't Maybe know. there's two max. Ooh, another battle? Another intershow battle? <laughs> I, he must have a business account and a, a personal account. Possibly. Probably. That's my guess. I dig it, though. Nicely done. Trent Matthews yeah, 15. Very well explained. That was well great. Explained. Trent Matthews 15. Justin. Oh, my gosh. What the you people are insane. Justin Gaethje versus Islam Makachev in a number one contender fight or versus Benil. I don't think Justin can jump back into the title shot even after that amazing fight. What is what is what going people, on here? What are people doing? What is going on right now? What are we? Do people not think Justin Gaethje is clearly the number two, number three contender? Sorry, I say number two contender behind. Poirier and Oliveira, who again, I mean, some people would say Poirier is isn't the number one guy. This is very confusing. This, this seemed like the biggest no-brainer on the card. I mean, listen. don't overthink this, guys. Don't yeah, just go this. with it. <laughs> people just throwing away Otno points, like just chucking it out the window. Owen Carroll, Ode Osborne versus Francisco Figueiredo, uh, Bagdasarian versus T.J. Laramie, Jacoby versus Span, Chris Barnett versus Jared Vandera. The build to that fight would be fun. I didn't mind that. I didn't mind. I saw that. I didn't mind that one. Yeah, I, that's fine. Uh, Alex Perheta versus Edmund Shabazian. I saw people say that. I, I actually think, don't mind it. Because it'd be a striking battle. Let's kind of go back to young Edmund's strengths. And uh, again, this is, someone... a, this is what this Imavov fight was supposed to be, though. Oh, my gosh. Well, he got. To, well, then he started showing off his wrestling and almost got himself guillotines like <laughs> 40 times like we, he had the wrestling all right i mean he got the takedowns but boy they forgot i guess did they not teach him what to do after because holy crap he almost got his head torn off and the, wow michael chandler and then, <laughs> michael chandler versus conor mcgregor and at the end he leaves <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say the word uh entertaining fight and whatnot but chandler is an effing dummy this slightly ruined my night, honestly, and just pisses me off. He did the Diaz against Edwards, and he lost himself the fight. He heavily deserved the loss. Also, on that note, I can't wait for the next Chandler fight. <laughs> oh, emotional roller coaster. Uh, our friend, uh, our man Francesco from Italy. Uh, we're just shouting you out because you had a lot of the same picks. Uh, Harper H. Hakeem versus Billy Q. And he also says Dana is done trying to hype Colby, so he's going to feed him Hamza probably. I c- could not disagree with you more. Dana was all all on the Colby Covington hype train yesterday. He basically said, like, if Kamara Usman was in the UFC, Colby Covington's the best welterweight on the planet. And I'm yep. with him. I'm with him. Uh, I, whoa. Whoa. This is a hot take. Uh, I'm going to go back to this. Uh, wild card Ian Gary obviously needs to get an immediate title shot. Obviously, that's funny. Uh, Edgar versus Cruz. If he loses, hard to match Burgos up. We'll see what unfolds in the next month or two. Aussie Dad Bloke AK says, I think they might do Rose versus Zhang 3. Can't resist. Can't resist that 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 global number. I don't agree with him, but I, <laughs> listen, stranger things have happened. I, I do think based on what I was seeing the response to last night's fight, uh, there wouldn't, it wouldn't be like, a, it, it's all, it's funny. People almost want that fight. I mean, it's just, they almost, they definitely would rather see that fight now more than they wanted to see the rematch after the, you know, 90 second head kick or what have you. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of, messed up. that's kind of in a screwy way. It makes sense. I hope they don't. We've, we've got, we've said ad nauseum why they shouldn't, but it's almost like you would just kind of, I do want to see them fight again someday. And if it happened next, you know, 
who who would really complain besides Carlos Barza? <laughs> yes, and she should. Uh, last thing, Tristan Gordat just slide one in. Uh, let's see the picks. The picks are very similar, so we won't read them. Um, in short, he asks a question. I'm not reading this whole thing. Love you, Tristan, but I'm not doing it. Uh, he said, "If the UFC should the UFC have opened with Burgos Billy Q instead of Chandler Gaethje, he is aware of the reason why, but he felt like starting that fight, starting that main card off with Chandler Gaethje drained the crowd's energy. Your thoughts? Like, I understand you did that to give Trevor Whitman some space, but you could have still given him space if you made Gaethje Chandler the second fight on the card and started off with Billy Q and Burgos Billy Q." I mean, I think it's tomato tomato at this point, but do do you think this is do you think this could set something up? I know Dana was was asked about this at the press conference saying, is there any metrics you could look at to see if you made the right call here? But listen, you want to start the thing you want to start with Gaethje Chandler style fights on these main cards every single time? I have no issue with that whatsoever. I love the idea of a white hot opener. I think <laughs> is it possible this one was too hot? Maybe. I think on average, if you follow this again, we don't. We'll, we'll have to see it going forward if they stick with if they try to do this again. Um, not just again, but as a trend going forward, I think you'll find that you'll. They're not all going to be fight of the air candidates. They're not all going to be. Justin Gaethje fights are insanely exhilarating, and we all said we all said in the best case scenario with Michael Chandler, like you know, there was some 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 idea that maybe Chandler could find a way to make it uh, to grind it out to give himself a better chance to win. He did not choose to do that, uh, <laughs> which is great. Um, so this was again a, a, a Justin Gaethje fight uh, that, that went past uh, that went to eleven, you know. So um, I, I it won't be like that every time. I think it is good to have an entertaining matchup first. Uh, so yeah, so this is the exception where yeah maybe fans were just slightly roasted um, by ha- by having screaming their lungs out um, and they couldn't uh, couldn't quite follow with Burgos uh, Corintillo, which again a great fight and uh, and Vera Edgar um, which had an exciting finish. So there was a ton of, ton of excitement to follow, but. I think they should stick with this. I don't. I don't think there was anything wrong with the philosophy of having a big, big fight open a card. Yeah, in, in a perfect world, you move Alexander Volkov to Martin Tybora to the fight after Chandler Gaethje, and you put Burgos <laughs> Billy Q on the two sixty seven card leading into Makachev, Jan, Sanhagen, and Glover. I mean, you know, two sixty eight is card of the year, but I think make that move 267 makes things interesting so thank you to all the dms if you came in late my apologies listen so much going on right now no they should, I got, wait, I got they should apologize to us they should apologize to us for coming in late yeah now we gotta throw, now, now we gotta go to you ak you do your thing uh obviously the biggest everyone for usman i saw was like usman versus edwards if he beats masvidal otherwise if masvidal beats edwards usman versus luke that was pretty much the way everyone kind of did the math uh, in a similar way, and this was a peer-reviewed ought no uh, decision. And uh, we, you know, you know, when you when you're doing a mathematical equation, you have to send it to like a hundred other scientists, math scientists. Uh, that's what they're called. And uh, and then if we all come to the same, if all 100 came to the same result, then the proof, uh, you know, can then be published in a uh, medical math journal, a medical math journal. I know what I'm talking about, guys. Um, Covington versus Masvidal, everybody wants it. Uh, Namajunas, Esparza 2, everybody wants it. Again, Mike, you've said why it just might not happen. Uh, and it's about even. Uh, Zhang versus JJ2 and Zhang versus uh, Marina Rodriguez. I think a lot of people thinking if JJ doesn't come back, uh, Marina still needs one more win. She might have to go through the former champion. Uh, Marlon Vera, there were so many popular picks. Wallace Vili, Marlon Moraes, uh, the Munoz Cruz winner, and uh, Sanhagen. 
Uh, going down a bit here, Burgos versus Yusuf, most popular pick for him, and uh, Gaethje versus Oliveira Pori winner, probably the most popular pick I saw. Um, all you Gaethje versus Makachev guys are, I think you guys are crazy. Chandler versus Dos Anjos, the mop, I, I did see Gillespie, I did see McGregor, Dos Anjos, most popular. Um, at AO, it's dad said, this fight makes so much sense for both fighters. Two warriors, he was saying ships, passing in the night. Uh, it's, a make, it's a makeup fight, keeps pricey Chandler in a marquee spot. Hats off having a back-to-back fight of the year fights. Iron Mike. So, yeah, big, big tip of the cap there. Uh, yeah, a lot for Alex Pajeda. Uh, Misha Serkinov, I thought was a good idea from Nate Andrews. He said, good grappler, also good at losing spectacularly. <laughs> Perfect for Pajeda right now. And uh, regarding Marquez, Alex Pajeda versus Marquez, Barry O'Reilly said, Marquez has developed a bit of a name and a following. And while he has a good ground game, he likes to stand and bang. So it would be a very good win for either fighter. Yeah, I think uh, Marquez would love to jump on that opportunity. Uh, Green Dober, Green Ferguson, both popular picks. Uh, Chris Curtis versus Julian Marquez was also one I saw. So uh, Curtis stays at 185. There you go. Two two fun guys. Uh, Imovov versus Uriah Hall. Big uh, popular pick there for Imovov. Chris Barnett versus Vendera. I know you said it. you don't love that matchup. Uh, Hayes Bethard was the one who picked it. And he also added, if only Stefan Struve was still around to make the most ridiculous looking fight ever. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind the know, Vendera fight. I, I don't mind sure. that one. We may never get Barnett's through, but uh, if you guys want to see Ridiculous, watch, uh, go hit your fight pass or whatever ESPN Plus. I don't know what you guys have in the U.S. Uh, and watch Struve versus Dennis Stonich, which I believe there was a foot difference. I think Stonich is 5'11", and uh, Struve is listed as 6'11", or was going into that fight. So it's And it's as ridiculous as you would you would expect. It just it looked wrong. And uh, one more popular listener pick, Jacoby versus Ryan Spann. I saw a lot of that. All right. Uh, let me go here. We got a first timer on Twitter, Cody Hartman. Cody Hartman, thank you for chiming in, young man. Uh, first time putting out picks. Been listening for a while, thought I'd try my hand. So, because it's a first timer, I do want to read almost all of these. Uh, some of the popular picks for yeah, Usman Edwards, otherwise Luke, Colby Burns, uh, Rosa Sparza 2, Zhang Joanna 2, uh, Cheeto, Corey Sanhagen, uh, <laughs> Billy Q, Damon Jackson, Chandler vs. RDA. Pajeda versus Puna Soriano. Banger alert. As I saw, a lot of people liking that one. Imavov versus Jotko. Was that you one you mentioned, Mike? Or I think it was Michelle Pajeda. Uh, Alex Pajeda versus uh, Jotko. Man, a lot of people matching for Alex Pajeda, not Imavov. Imavov was great. Um, but yeah, so I think Jotko makes much more sense for him. Uh, and you said Chris Barnett versus Parker Porter, of course. Uh, people love the idea of that one. Um, so uh, they just said they, they know that's a lot. Hope I can read off some. I read some. Excited to listen to this again. Appreciate you and Mike. Uh, Nadira of many vices on Twitter. I don't know if she tagged both of us, but uh, Colby versus Shamayev. I like that they broke down the strawweight title pictures. They said Namajunas versus Jessica Andrade 3. They are technically 1-1, one and one, so if Andrade comes back down, you can kind of settle that trilogy, which would then lead to J- uh, JJ Esparza 2 and Zhang Rodriguez. So they kind of laid out how they feel like you could set up the, uh, the, the title picture going forward. Uh, Burgos versus Feely. Thank you. I like that one as well. <laughs> Jacoby versus Paulo Costa. I'm down. I mean, of course. I mean, I think it's set up better if you have Costa fight Iwan Kuchalaba, and then the winner can fight Justin Jacoby, and then there's a story for both fights. Okay, I like that. Okay, a little sure. Okay, a little more patient. You're not set up right away. Ian Gary versus Kevin Lee. I really like that. It's a tough matchup. It's a very tough matchup for Ian Gary. Um, I just don't know what Kevin Lee is at 170. 
I don't know. Boy, I mean, that's... Whew, I I like it. I like it, man. Kevin, if you're Kevin Lee, you have to beat Ian Gary. Like, you have to beat the Ian Garys mm-hmm. of the world. With what the yep. way you taught... Like, Kevin Lee could be a star in this sport. He absolutely could. He's got the personality. He's got the fighting style. But if he can't beat Ian Gary, he's done. He puts his he puts his UFC career on the line for that fight. So Harsh. yeah, Harsh. I, I mean it's true though. Yeah, I I'd be okay with that. That that'd probably be as high as I go for Ian Gary though. Uh, Stephen Brighter with a bit of a, with some odd logic here. I think Ian uh, Ian uh, Alex Pajeda versus uh, Adolfo Vieira. Uh, just keep throwing grapplers at him, put him in compromising positions to work on his defense and get some highlight real KOs. You put him in there with the Adolfo Vieira, he's going to do more than just put him in compromising positions. He'll probably choke his ass out. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, Ryan Doherty, uh, you, suggest, you mentioned this before, Mike. Yuma Bob versus Muniz, UFC 269 replacement. I like that. Bobby Green versus Dan Hooker. Oh my God, that probably would be so good. Great fight. Uh, uh, Shane Burgos versus Korean Zombie. Yeah, why not? Why not? Wait, who? Nate Burgos versus Zombie. Oh, no, you can't do that. Why? It's too high for me. It's too high for me. I mean, listen, it's a cool fight, but I mean, just, I don't know. Zombie's so close. Zombie's a win away from a title shot, probably. Maybe that win is Shane Burgos. Uh, (laughs) Nate Andrews, Michael Chandler versus the Riddell Fazeev winner. I actually like that. I I think it'd be exciting. I don't think Chandler, I don't think that tickles Chandler's fancy at this point, uh, point in his UFC career. That might be, you know, he might fight one of those guys a little further down the road after they've built up their name more, but I'd like the thinking. Uh, Barnett versus anyone. Uh, I have to read this. Uh, uh, Chris Barnett might actually be God, AK. Uh, Chris Barnett could fight a couch cushion and I'd be happy. Uh, for the sake of odd no pointage, I'll say the uh, uh, Collier Sherman winner from uh, uh, upcoming fight. Uh, but really, I, I do not care. So <laughs> just wants to see more Beast Boy. Seamus Law has a question for us, Mike. Um, we kind of touched upon this before. Uh, let me read some of their picks first. Uh, Imovov versus Jack Hermanson. Win, uh, er, uh, Osborne versus, excuse me, Gordon Bondar winner, November 20th. Jacoby versus the Crude Hill winner. Uh, they want to know, Mike, they're wondering if you heard Rogan say in the fifth, uh, we did hear this, that uh, the Rose Relief fight, there's no appealing fights at Strawweights, no matter who wins. He says, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, knowing how Carla got snubbed and Marina sitting, and Mar- also Marina sitting in there in line for a title or two. Uh, and if Whaley won a rematch, with, and if Whaley had won, like a rematch with Ioana isn't appealing. So same, same as Law's question is really just, what's this guy talking about? <laughs> I'm glad uh, that situation in general, yes, that was bad. But I blame Daniel Cormier just as much, if not more, sure. for not stepping in and being like, yes, Joe, come on, dude. Carlos Barza. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, that's fine moment. That's like a nice corrective moment, not being a jerk about it. Let me flip this on you, AK, because we did not mm-hmm. get to... This is a MMA fighting exclusive because at the end of the press conference, we were asked specifically about Joe Rogan because we always get Joe Rogan questions after these pay-per-views. And one gentleman thought that Rogan actually did a really good job. They, they, he felt like he, he took the criticism a little bit to heart. He was a little more well-researched, took it a little more seriously, dug a little deeper than he has over the last couple of years. And they thought the Roganisms were still there, but... All in all, yes. compared to previous events, they thought it was an improvement. 
you didn't watch the whole card, but you saw some of it. Do you agree with that? There were moments, I think, early, very early on, I think right at the beginning of the card, like you said, maybe he was very aware of the criticisms, and he actually, like, corrected Anik and corrected, and was accurate in doing so, uh, Anik and Cormier on some points they kind of missed or things they overlooked. And, and I had a, I had this moment where I was like, oh, that was good of Rogan, like, good for him, good for him for sort of fact-checking these guys and, and uh, kind of keeping this conversation going in the right direction. Uh, again, just like any commentator five or six hours in, you know, he kind of just falls back on his old tricks that, oh, it's over, oh, that's locked in, and 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 the pushing of narratives and Cormier was doing the same thing. My goodness, some of the narratives they were pushing. Uh, the Dustin Jacoby fight. This actually wasn't even later in the card. This was the third fight. Uh, giving all this credit to John Alan for, I guess, not getting killed. I guess by Dustin Jacoby, but like they were, it was so lops. It was so weirdly lopsided. I'm like you guys know Dustin Jacoby's whooping his ass, right? Um, so it was confu- That was confusing. There was definitely moments where like. I think the, uh, uh, again, I only saw some of it, the Shane Burgos Corintillo fight. I saw a lot of praise for Corintillo, which is fine. Corintillo was great, but it, they almost made it sound like he was winning the fight. I think it was a pretty clear decision for Burgos. And again, this isn't anything new. We've seen this with the Rogan for years. Cormier has unfortunately kind of fallen under the influence, as it were. And again, I understand why. Rogan's very successful. You learn from, and they're friends. You learn from your friends. You learn from people who are successful. So, um, but uh, yeah, if he was better, uh, sure. Is he still any good? No. Um, I want to quote uh, Kevin, a writer on Twitter, Kevin Sekia. Excuse me, the pronunciation, Kevin. He said, uh, even on a UFC broadcast, uh, the thing Joe Rogan probably knows about the most, he will say about 15 insane things. <laughs> I cannot imagine listening to him on a subject like science or medicine. So, <laughs> great comment from Kevin. Yeah, I I, th- uh, I thought I thought Rogan was okay. He was better. Um, I I truly despise the Rogan and uh, the Rogan DC combo. Horrible! It's terrible. Horrible. It's just bad. Like I think DC on his own is fine. Rogan on his own is fine. Those two together is awful. It's just awful because DC's got an ego on him. Man, he wants to he wants to be the guy. Like, Anik steers the ship. DC wants to be the man. And you cannot be the man with Joe Rogan. You just can't. So you're going to fight your ass off to try to get those minutes and try to be the man. It's just never going to happen. And because of that, it gets a little too competitive in there. And they have moments where there's a little bit of magic. But, boy, it's they're few and far between. That's just a bad combination. I got no yeah. issue with either. We've criticized Rogan enough. I think a lot of it has to do with who he's in the booth with. Paul Felder, I believe, like the last one Rogan called, I believe it was Felder, was the other man. It was Felder, Anik, Rogan, because DC couldn't be there. I'm pretty sure. Maybe it was two pay-per-views ago. Was it Felder or Cruz? It might have been Cruz. Felder or Cruz? I'm not sure. It was one of the two. But it was much better. Rogan was much better without DC there. And DC was much better without Rogan there. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, the, the, those two, it's like... It's like oil and vinegar, man. Anik's just so good. Anik is so good. The greatest of all time. He is the he is the best MMA commentator ever. And it's not even close. He's great. And uh you're right. Look, we've all we all we were all we all remember in school those two kids. We didn't come up with this analogy, by the way. This has been said on social media so many times. Those two kids in class, you just can't sit them together. You just can't put them on a project together. They might be good kids, but man, as soon as they get uh, start you know, plotting together, it's just trouble for everybody and nothing gets done. And that really is the, uh, the Rogan Cormier. Look, great enthusiasm, uh, great for memes. You know, they have great reactions to knockouts. Every, like you said, every now and then they'll drop a gem that UFC 
social media or ESPN, whoever can can drop on. Uh, it's a great memorable line that Rogan said, or a great exchange between him and Cormier. And sometimes that's all the people see. They see these like them at their best, which is and that means you know whatever the UFC, ESPN, doing a great job promoting these guys. But I do think if you're a little more critical, if you look kind of listen to them with a, a more critical ear, you'd understand why we are so hard on Joe Rogan and why a lot of us think like he needs to just step away and and uh, again good for him I, he loves calling fights or I don't even know if he does anymore because he doesn't do it all the time um, but he loves the schedule he's on with the UFC and uh, you know lucky for him but I do think there are more qualified people that should be that should be taking his spot so so, so there you go Seamus I hope that answers your question uh, we're not uh, not big fans of the Joe Rogan experience uh, around these parts uh, Terrence Leverett uh green versus Cerrone, Zhang versus Andrade too. And uh I think he wants me to he mentioned this before. All right, he really wants me to talk about this. A new set he says, Can you do a new segment if you can get DraftKings to sponsor you? You two pick a fan- fancy draft at the end of the year, a king of DraftKings will be crowned between you two, or you can open it up to the site. Uh Mike, I do not care about I'll say it right now. I don't care about fantasy sports. I hate people talking about it to me i when my friends come to me like oh, oh man uh, can i can i what do you think about i'll oh, check out my team check out my, my my fantasy basketball team i drafted i honestly cannot cannot care less and i love these people who these are like good friends of mine i i'm trying to make it well known i'm trying to condition them like to not talk to me about their fantasy teams i do not care uh, i'm a hardcore sports fan i follow it in my own way the idea of i've played it a little bit when i was younger i just have no interest um have you tried have you ever tried fantasy mma well you know mike i haven't but let me tell you if i did i would certainly use the wonderful uh DraftKings website uh draftkings.com uh, uh just want to make sure that uh, check comes in the mail but uh, I, think <laughs> I actually i actually ak i think i think if you and i Don't did this, this no no listen no. if if draft mike. if if we could get some kind of little thingy thing with DraftKings, and it was just you and i going back and forth it's literally it's basically the same thing we do every Saturday, anyways. You're just Dude, basically you picking winners. I hate doing that. You basically, <laughs> pick, but you only have to pick six of them, and you just have to pick like you have to pick like a winner, and you just base it on your confidence. Like I'm willing to, I'm so confident in this guy, I'm willing to spend the money. This guy might have a shot. I'm willing to take a flyer. Like it's literally the same thing, but you're just picking less fights, and you're trying to stay within a certain number that's all i'm not i'm not doing this if you want to do you know if you want to open this up to the listeners you go ahead nah, I'm, i gotta I'm do out. with you or i'm not doing it no way it's for just the, gonna be you versus for this, me for this reason i'm out uh adam <laughs> mcdonald <laughs> adam mcdonald said he'd love to see fellow canadian johan linus get into the ufc with a bam so have him fight orion koski sure uh and he also wants to see he says future middleweight champion Alex Bahada fight Mahmoud Muradov. My goodness. Uh, Four Corner Sports NY, uh, Ian Gary versus Jared Gooden. I saw so many Ian Gary picks, but I like that. I like people, and they were all over the place. I must have seen like 20 different picks for uh, Ian Gary, and I think all of them, like there was some some merit to all of them. Um, Nasruddin Imavov versus Calvin Gaslam. It might be time. It might be time yeah. to get to get, get Gaslam test. Uh, Alex Bahada versus Buckley Al-Hassan winner January 15th. Yeah, that's just chaos. Uh, Zhang versus Nina Nunez if she beats Amanda Lemos December 18th. That actually makes sense. Again, I think Lemos should be a pretty heavy favorite. If Nina Nunez beats her, yeah. Yeah, throw in there with Zhang. With <laughs> a hot take heck coming through. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. If Nina Nunez beats Amanda Lemos, she might jump Carlos Barza, in my opinion. Don't, no, don't stop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, just I'm not, it. like, I'm 
I'm mostly kidding, but there is a part of me that believes what I just said. Amanda Lamos is a murderer, dude. I am so high on her. She will be fighting for the title next year, in my opinion. I, I think Nina Nunez could get herself a big fight if she beats Lamos. I don't think she'd jump into a title shot. Yeah, she'll jump uh, into a title shot, but she she might jump ahead of Esparza. Just where the hell the UFC views her. She shouldn't. She should not. No way. But here we are, AK. Here we are. Uh, Marcus McGahey uh, calls us the Whitman's Reserve Edition in honor of Trevor Whitman. Do you know what a Whitman's Do you know what Whitman's Reserve is? No. Uh, Marcus McGahey must. I had to Google this. It's, it's Whitman's Reserve. Whitman's Reserve. Uh, spelled differently. It's W H I T M A N. The the actual the reference he's making. It's oh, a, yeah. a ch- fancy chocolates or something. Fancy top. I top should shelf. probably know. No, I, I don't. Why would you? I don't know. I don't know. He's got Marcus McGee. He's fancy, I guess. Um, Barnett <laughs> versus the Parisian Maze winner, December eighteenth. Oh, that's that's fine too. Yeah, perfect. Al- Alex Pajeda versus Nick Maximov. Uh, Ian Gary, Simmelsberger, and Bagdasarian versus T.J. Brown. I like it. Uh, let me zip through some of these. Braden O'Neill, Alex Pajeda versus uh, Tom Breeze. I love matching up Tom Breeze with people, but he has a lot of health issues, and he's one of those guys. I think he tells he sorts these out. Did you get cut? It's really. There was a rumor he was. I don't know if that was official. I did see people saying that. I I, I don't recall us confirming that he was. Um, I will I will double check that though. I could be wrong. Um, Bobby Green versus Damir Ismagulov. Yes, Ismagulov's got to make up for missing that weight. He's a, he's a top. He's potentially a top fifteen guy. Uh, got to make up for. And I love this one. Chris Curtis versus Francisco Trinaldo. Throw in throw him in there with a throw two veterans in there together. I love it. Uh, let me jump over to Hayes Bethard, who says Ode Osborne, Amir Albazi. That's a rebooking. Uh, Jacoby versus Kuchalaba, hashtag run back all draws. He's very insistent on this. Vera versus uh, Rob Font, if, if uh, Font loses to uh, Aldo, December 4th. Edgar versus Rafael Asuncao, win, lose, or draw against Ricky Simone, uh, December 18th. That probably is the right matchup to make for Edgar. If he gets like smacked, like knocked out cold by Rafael Asuncao, a great fighter, but not exactly like a beast when it comes to finishing power, then we need to have a conversation with, with Frank Yates. Hmm. Thomas Collins, Barnett, uh, oh, I said we sound like Burnett versus Collier, Sherman winner, January 15th, excuse me. Burgos versus Nate Landwer. I know Landwer way behind him in the rankings, Mike, but God, that would be such a good fight. <laughs> That'd be fun. I would love to see that fight. And I do think, uh, again, I think the matchmakers are going to be very flexible with Burgos. Liam Perry, one that really jumped out to me, Covington versus Chiesa. Barry O'Reilly, a bunch of good picks. I like Bagdasarian versus Chase Hooper. I don't hate that, Mike. I don't hate it either. I don't hate it. Vera Riley can also with Barnett versus uh, Juan Espino. He says, the battle of the Grande Spaniards. I I don't know if Barnett is Spanish, but okay, fair enough. And uh, I have to just address S- at SD Cough- Coughlin who asked, uh, is someone like Nicholas Dalby or Tim Means too much for Ian Gary? Uh, I like what I saw. I'm not sure how much of a jump in competition is too much of a jump. Uh, I'll tell you, it is if it's Tim Means, uh, SD Coffin, because we are lobbying for Robbie. <laughs> Hashtag lobby for Robbie. Come on now. No Tim Means suggestions until that fight gets made. So so no, none for a while. Uh, quickly on to email. Jay Donaghy, our uh, Poconos picker. Usman versus Shemaev Green versus Malarkey. Zachary Left. I like this one. Ian Gary versus Nico Price. That'd be a fun one for your second UFC fight. Damn. Casey Carpenter. Dustin Jacoby, they said versus uh, O-Z-I-M-E, Ozime. I'm going to assume they meant Volkan Uzdemir here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Barnett versus Walt Harris, they said. How fun would that be? And um, that actually would be the battle of good versus good. And uh, I, I'm not against it. 
that wow that might actually right? be the fight it's so fun right no matter who wins it'd be all hugs and handshakes uh denny caps coming in barnett versus latifi i really thought about that one it was not my pick uh ian gary versus aj fletcher uh, and I like what they said for Green versus Dos Anjos. Uh, they, they talked about the whole fight. They thought Rage and Al looked off, kind of like how uh, Ponzinibbio looked versus the Leech. Um, all of the following said they said would be interesting opponents for Ally Quinta, I think. Tamer, Tysonov, Jeremy Stevens, a bunch of other names, Hawk Press, Ferguson, like, they pretty much named everybody at lightweight. Um, uh, but wants uh, Nazrat Hawk Press for Rage and Al and RDA for, uh, for Bobby Green. Uh, let's go. Let me close out now with Instagram. We're just about done here. Thank you, everyone, for hanging in there. Like I said, big, very big episode today. Uh, someone named Darian just says, please donate my Otno points to our first responders, the ones keeping us safe. This is bigger than me. I do this for them. So, uh, Darian, if any of your, your picks land, I will make sure to send that to uh, the first responders, both in the United States and Canada. Matt Bradbury with Bellator picks. Patricky Pitbull, first hell defense, against Brent Primus. Uh, Peter Qualley versus Usman Nurmagomedov. Oof, that's a tough one for Qualley. Uh, Patchy Mix versus Magomed Magomedov. And uh, James Gallagher versus Brett Johns. I love that. Um, Jacoby versus Alexander Gustafsson. And they're with me on Barnett versus Felipe. And they had this to say. they got to organize. He's better. Uh, alternatively, <laughs> we can just have Chris Barnett fight the worst heavyweights available and score crazy wins. I also love that idea. Yes. Uh, Gary versus Abubakar Nurmagomedov. Uh, Pejeda versus Alex Pejeda versus Bruno Silva. It's very confusing, Mike. There's a middleweight Bruno Silva. There's a flyweight Bruno Silva. And we also met Bruno Souza on Saturday's card, who who uh, our own EKC Lydon thought was the middleweight Bruno Silva. So that's fun. Bruno Silva is booked against Jordan Wright? I saw that. Oh, that I that's a 269, isn't it? That's new to me. Uh, let me let me just double, let me just check. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was on the broadcast. Last oh, night. that's right. That's a, that's official now. That's right. I'm gonna write that up. Um, Edgar versus Eddie Wineland, uh, which I like. Uh, they said unless unless Cruz loses at UFC 269, then maybe we can finally get uh, Edgar versus uh, Dominic Cruz. Carlos Torres Butley Cazeres. I wanted to read their question here. Uh, do you guys? You can answer very quickly, Mike. Do you think the UFC will cut uh, Edmund Shabazzian? No. No. Well, I guess one more. Uh, do you guys think, and we just have to answer this because we had people, one person, on crazy person on social media calling us out. Do you guys think Alex Pajeda is on Adesanya's radar having lost, uh, with uh, Izzy having lost twice to him in kickboxing many years ago? No. Yes. You don't think so? You don't think he's on his radar? I mean, I think, do I think Adesanya like paid attention to the result? Sure. But do I think he lost any sleep? No. No. Oh, I wouldn't go that far either. But I yeah, think, I mean, he's, I think, this is not happening for like two years. Like, and I think the UFC will try to push this fight as quickly as possible, but they're also not going to lay, they're not going to have Pajeda build this fight up like this is some incredible combat sports rematch and have Adesanya blow the doors off of him either. So, say, two years. If you don't, but if, if you don't think every time Pajeda fights, it's, this, this isn't going to come up, I'm just saying, people are crazy. Oh yeah, it's super annoying. It's, just it's, deal it's, with it. Don't complain about it, just deal with it. I don't think it's annoying at all. I think it's, I think it's great. Uh... Namahunas, Namahunas, Namajunas versus uh, Marina Rodriguez be, uh, because Dana hates Carla. Uh, yep. Alex Pajeda versus Carl Roberson. Curtis versus Ramazan Amiv. That'd be a tough one. Uh, Chris Barnett versus Lukasz Brzezewski. I guess a contender series guy. Uh, and then another couple of contender series matchups. Mahashate versus Yorosh Medic and uh, Linus versus Stoltze. 
Buffalo, two more here. Buffalo Gums. Uh, how to pick? I really like Alex Pajeda versus Darren Till. Yes, I say just do it. Uh, Chris Barnett versus. <laughs> He's a Chris Burnett, him and Arlowski on a co on a co-main event. Not even a main event, Mike. Co-main event at a crappy Apex show. Good. All right. Dream big, children. Um, and uh, their last comment they want to say, if UFC doesn't make a Sparza versus Rose, I'm boycotting them and rocking with Golden Boy promotions. <laughs> <laughs> and then Michael Conifrey to send us home. Uh, I wanted to read, what did that say here? Uh, a lot of, lot of good comments here. Uh, he said, Mel Six nickname should be sickening. Uh, Melsig bag to Sarah. He, he likes the gun, but he's saying, you know, a little wordplay and have him fight Ludovic Klein. Uh, he is Irish, so he's very excited. He sent me a lot of Irish flag emojis saying Ian Gary should fight Zawada. Uh, Alex Pajeda versus Gregory Rodriguez. And I will just say, they added, they wanted me to know, they added something to their bio. And if you, everyone looks, anyone looks up Michael Conifrey, that's C O N E F R E Y, on Instagram, you will find him listed, uh, listing himself as distinguished. No contributor. That's awesome. Listen, we uh, we did not bestow that upon you, but uh, I'll, sh- I'll I'll make that official. I'll make that da, official. Da, da, da. <laughs> you are distinguished. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you, guys. I know this is a really long episode. Uh, please send your suggestions to me at Alexander K. Lee on Twitter, at Alexander K. K. Lee on Instagram, at, uh, not at, Alex.Lee at SBNation.com. On wow. Oh. What an episode. We're done. Ooh. We're yes. done. Uh, Join us next week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the UFC is back. There is no rest for the wicked. Uh, but at least at least we're coming back with a banger. We're coming back with the return of one Max Holloway in the main event against Yair Rodriguez, UFC Vegas 42. Yes, UFC Vegas 42. Ben Rothwell is back, one of our favorites, against Marcos Rogerio de Lima, Philippe Linz versus Ovin St. Pru, although I don't know if that's actually official anymore. I saw some things. I don't know. Felicia Spencer versus the returning Leah Letson. Song Yudong versus uh, Julia Arce. Roman Delize versus Kyle Daka. Sean Woodson, Colin Anglin. Courtney Casey, Liana Jojua. Tiago, this is a pretty decent card. Tiago Moises so. versus Joel Alvarez. Daun Jung versus Kennedy Enchichukwu. Oh, man. Miguel Baeza versus Chaos Williams. Get Amazing. off of me. Cynthia Amazing. Calvillo versus Andrea Lee. And Mark Jacasey versus... Rafael Alves, this is a pretty good card. It's back. We haven't seen Jacquesi in a while. He's back. Damn. It, I, I don't, if you could book, if there was such a thing as booking like the perfect card to follow back-to-back pay-per-views, um, not that <laughs> a scenario that is so rare, it's not even worth mentioning, but if there was such a thing, I think this is kind of the perfect card. Oh, and you know what? It's early start time too. 1 oh, p.m. Okay. Eastern. Yes. Hello. Yes. Hello. Excellent work, UFC. A plus <laughs> for you. A-plus night at Madison Square Garden and an A-plus follow-up, in my opinion, with the early start time and a fantastic main event. We'll have you covered all week long. So join us for all of that. And always remember, our faithful Otno listeners, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun, and if you attack me on MMA Fighting's website, I will come after you verbally, all right? See you next week right here on On to the Next One, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. 
Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, one no sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.